Hey folks, Sean here. Today I want to talk to you about the third installment from this week in terms of why I'm making the argument to you of why bootstrapping has so many more advantages over approaching startup success via the VC-backed model. Now, what I've talked about towards the end of the previous episode, and if you haven't listened to the previous two, I'd recommend you do that. In this one, I'm going to talk about compensation based on the data that we have available coming from VC-backed startups and then comparing that to what bootstrappers are also paying themselves. Now, this comes from an accounting firm who ran this report, and I pulled some other statistics in here as well, too. I've analyzed this data, and I've got a couple of takeaways for you. Now, on the surface, I think what they're either attempting to do or what you how you may interpret some of this data is to take a closer look at some of the attractive elements of being VC-backed. Namely, in the report, pretty clearly, they state that VC-backed startups are typically paying themselves more, as in the average of what they pay themselves is slightly higher for VC-backed companies. But that's only a particular slice of the data, I'm gonna get, and I'm going to get into that. <clears throat> First thing I'll say is that about half of who is surveyed, regardless of funding source, pays themselves less than 100 annually, $100,000 annually. And some percentage, I think it was about 5%, don't pay themselves at all. So I think both of those statistics are challenging for a couple reasons. Number one, not paying yourself at all, obviously, ridiculously unsustainable. Uh, so I'm not an advocate for that. <clears throat> the second piece is, if you consider the roles, the background, the experience that a lot of these founders have when they ultimately decide to do this in their career, many of them have business or technical oriented backgrounds and the open market rate for those roles is typically higher than what the founders are paying themselves. Also in my experience of coaching startups and founders, the founders are often paying themselves the least among their other team members with the hope that at some point their company will be successful, hopefully wildly successful, and then that will make up for it, the equity they have, etc. Now, we've already talked about the fact that that rarely, if ever, happens. The greater than 90% fail, and those that are trying to reach unicorn status or are pushed hard at trying to achieve it are almost virtually guaranteed to fail. That failure rate goes up to 99%. So that hopefully day, essentially that day in the future when your business is on the map and it's profitable and everybody got a really strong return that though that day rarely comes so you're already betting on a future that's unlikely that's a problem because it affects your compensation now now the other stuff that i see in here as well too that isn't really uh, pulled out of the data is the fact that there's diminishing returns in terms of when the vc backed founder compensation starts to fall to the bootstrapped um, founder compensation model. And it's in particular as the numbers get quite a bit higher. So if your business does ultimately achieve success and it goes over 200, sometimes $300,000 a year, there are three to four times as many bootstrap founders making that amount than VC backed uh, startups and founders. So that goes to speak to, you know, too many cooks, other people have bigger pieces of the pie and they still have voting rights as you're raising and your company is growing. So if instead you've built your own company 
and you're the only partner, right? You get to decide what you pay yourself. That isn't really the case if you have all of these investors who need to know what you're making, right? They don't, they want you to be compensated fairly. They don't want you to decide what you do with the fruits of all of your labor, essentially, what you and your team have done. So if there is extra and everything's operating healthy and you want to take more profit, you might be locked out of being able to do that. I think that speaks to that in this data. Now, two other really big pieces of information that are not in this report, and this is why I wanted to talk about this. The first is, if you fail in what it is that you're doing, obviously the money stops dead. Not, and the money doesn't just stop dead. Your compensation oftentimes has a real lull. So not only were you making less than what you probably could on the open market, now you've lost all that momentum and need to start all over again with potentially going to get a job somewhere else, which isn't always easy for someone who's been doing this for quite a long time. And the second, and I think this is the biggest piece by far, is the time component. That's not factored into the equation here, as in how much time founders are putting into building and growing their companies, especially if they're VC-backed. So if you're pursuing the VC-backed option, your investors are going to want you to put every waking moment of every day into trying to make this successful, regardless of how sustainable that path may be or not. But And even if we don't specifically focus on that, if we instead reverse engineer your compensation based on the time you're putting in, your rate for your time ends up in the toilet. It ends up being ridiculous, right? If you're working 80, 100 hours a week for 100K, that's very different than somebody working 40 hours a week for 100K. All of a sudden, your rate for your time is less than half that, right? So that devalues your contribution that much more. So for all of these reasons, right, I think these very much speak to the fact that there are a lot of advantages to bootstrapping. It protects you. Uh, it enables better future potential for you compensation-wise, health-wise, sustainability-wise, lifestyle-wise, like that the potential is, the potential upside is seemingly unlimited, right? I'm not saying if you want to do the VC back thing that you shouldn't, but you're really going to need to know whether or not that approach is for you, so to speak. Uh, because it's becoming less and less popular because the odds are lower and lower in terms of success. And it really isn't necessarily why a lot of us got into doing this, right? We we wanted to get in this because we wanted to do what we love and bring a lot of value to the world with our software by solving problems that people need solved. And we wanted to potentially have a great lifestyle while we do it, right? We wanted to be able to um, work when we want to work and, you know, as much as we want or as little as we want, right? And the VC back, all I'm saying is the VC back world really doesn't set you up for that type of path. So if you're into more of the lifestyle aspect of building these businesses and wanting to succeed in that way, then you might want to consider alternative approach than going VC backed. And I think bootstrapped also while you have a typical nine to five where you're doing like nights and weekends, or if you have an atypical shift that you work uh, where you can do some time during the day as well too, then I think that provides a lot of advantages. Hey folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.